The June jobs report came out, and it was a big disappointment. But we did see wage growth increase by four-tenths of one percent. And that's all the bears needed to actually come out of hibernation and push this market lower. We saw a dramatic sell-off going into the close, as it looks like the bulls were actually heading out for the exits early for the weekend. Welcome, everyone, to Buy, Hold, Sell. I'm your trader, Todd Schoenberger, and I am joined by my friend and co-host, Tobin Smith, out in sunny and hot Scottsdale, Arizona. And Toby and I wanted to get together because we wanted to talk about the jobs report because now it seems like here we are in the second half and we're, things aren't starting off the way they did in January. Toby, what do you think is going to happen? Because right now I'm a little bit nervous and I know the audience is as well. Well, I mean, I, Todd, there's like multiple things, of course, going on at the same time, right? Um, I, I'm going to go sort of big macro here for a second because- Go macro. There's some- <laughs> There's an issue that I think the Fed doesn't understand very well. I know most people don't understand, which is that we have a deficit of labor in the United States. And we have a deficit of labor because 15,000 boomers like me turn 65 or 70 every day till 2032, number one. Number two, we've lost millions of people via COVID, long COVID. Um, we, we're down to a million and a half immigrants, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So we have a very tight labor market. Um, Four-tenths of one percent doesn't really make a difference. But but I think that the issue that we're missing here is that if the market re, re, you know reacts to a quarter basis point, or there's 25 basis points, a quarter of one percent rate hike, at this point, we're coming into a presidential cycle, Tato. And the mm-hmm. last thing mm-hmm. they're going to do, I was in D.C. for 25 years. I understand how this works. You get a phone call from the president saying, hey, uh, Jay, listen, buddy, <laughs> do not F up this freaking economy going into a presidential election. Bidenomics is going to be in the toy toy. And I'm going to be looking for another freaking you know, head of the Fed. I mean, honestly, people say the Fed is not political, which is complete horseshit. Yeah. Uh, so, so they have the ability. And, and, you know, the market is priced in 25 basis points in July. We'll see how things go. As I've said about 150 times on this show, we're not going to see us get below that 4% CPE, core CPE, until we get to October, November of this year, because that's when rents and rent equivalent was the highest. And it will be lower, and we will get down to the three-handle. I love that term, right? We're not going to be at a two-handle, but we're going to be at a three-handle. And so mm-hmm. I, to me, this is, you know, the summertime, we're starting to already get lower volume. Um, you know, this is sort of a overreaction. We're buying the dips. We're particularly buying the dips in technology because at the end of the day, what's driving demand there is not interest rate sensitive. Um, we're going to have some you know, buildings in your uh, New York City go south. We have buildings going south mm-hmm. all over the United States, but that's a microcosm. That's a molecule as opposed to the, the big story. So, uh, you know, for our funds and for uh, my, our subscribers, we're buying the dip. And by the way, we're making stupid money Stupid money. Buying hydrogen. Because remember, we got the hydrogen economy coming here. We have the um, you know EV economy that's taken out. And it has, between the United States and Europe, about $7.5 trillion of cash money being yeah. thrown at it. So don't look at the overall market. Look at the pieces of the market that have trillions of funding, have trillions of demand, and, um, you know, uh, and the Magnificent Seven probably need to pull back here, right? The seven stocks that, that delivered almost all the alpha, all the performance. You would have had a great run in a healthy market. Stuff that goes up 50 or 80 <laughs> percent, 
in to hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars, people take their profits and let it come back. So let's forget about the Magnificent Seven. Let's look at the hydrogen and the decarbonization and that piece, because that's got money and there's huge demand. Huge that's demand. It. Thanks very much. Thanks, Todd. Thanks. For great <laughs> Your work here is done. Yeah. No, I mean, whether it's, you are right, a uh, very light volume this week. It was a holiday shortened week. So we we saw we actually got a scare from the labor side with the ADP no. number that came out sent stocks tumbling because all expectations were that the Fed was going to have to hike, not just in July, but for the foreseeable future. Then we got the jobs number that came out today. But the wage growth was, I think, the one that gave gave uh, some of the traders pause because yeah. it did give the feeling that, OK, the labor market, yeah, disappointed on that on the number that we wanted. Even the the whisper number was much higher. We missed it, obviously. Yeah, I mean, but you know, the wage I mean, growth. Yeah, you understand that. We're 74%, 73% of the U.S. economy is services. Yes. The wage hikes were on a relative basis lower than they've been, number one. Number two, there's another bit of this economic puzzle I think people don't quite understand very well. It, it's the United States of America, thank God. And in the United States of America, 20% of the households basically are, are driving the economy because 20% mm-hmm. of, the, of the households own 80% of the wealth. 20% of the households pay 90% of income taxes. 20% of households have discretionary spending. Um, mm-hmm. And and that is what's keeping this economy going. And those households are doing great. When you get to the bottom 50%, those households are not doing great, but they haven't been doing great for, a, you know, unfortunately, a long time. And so we're, we're, we're in sort of that point where it's not too hot, not too cold. We're not going to have this GDP explode again because we're not throwing trillions of dollars of free money at it. Um, the bottom 50% because of rents. Did you see how many, what the percentage of people whose auto loan is more than $1,000 a month? I know, I know. I mean, well, the, the Ford F-150 is the number yeah. one repo car right now because it costs yeah. so much. People can't afford those payments. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we have this tale of two cities to just use another hackneyed expression because I'm into hackneyed expressions today. But- <laughs> But it's the 20% of households that is mm-hmm. keeping the economy growing, but it's not exploding because the drag right. on the bottom half um, is. And then, oh, by the way, we have probably 5 million uh, women that have dropped out of the, uh, of the you know, employment market simply because they can't afford to work and then put kids in child care center or pay for babysitters. Or they have, mm-hmm. you know, so we're going to have a tight, tight labor market for a very long time. It's structural. And the only way you would actually drop the amount of jobs, Tato, is if the if the, the you know the Fed goes all Volcker, like when I started on Wall Street, and going to take rates up to you know twelve percent, then we'd have a lot of unemployment. But we'd also have a crap. I, I was going to say the S word, <laughs> crap economy in a presidential election year, and that is a no no. And I get that. I definitely do. Well, you mentioned inflation. Next week we have CPI and uh, and the the um, PPI number coming out, and uh, but it also kicks off earnings, um, earnings season. So we have First Republic actually is coming out Wednesday. Then we kick off with J.P. Morgan and Wells Fargo after that on Friday, and that's really the unofficial start of earnings season once J.P. Morgan comes out. The um, I would think though, after and some of the strategists that we've had on buy hold sell recently, yeah. with Gina Martin Adams from Bloomberg, Sam Stovall, Stovall from CFRA Research, and even uh, Lizanne Saunders from Schwab, they all have stated about an earnings cycle recession, but right now it doesn't seem like that's going to hold true. 
going into earnings season next week, which then could propel stocks even higher, and especially if some of the traders do come back from vacation. Yeah, what I do mean, you think about that theory? Liz Ann made a very, very good point about the rolling recession that we've had. I mean, again, if you go to the 52,000 foot level, or I try to live most of the time, there's never been an, an economy like this really ever after a pandemic once a hundred year, then an invasion, um, then, uh, you know, this, uh, the Fed raising rates, you know, despite of all that, because of this massive inflation that, that really came in because of products, not as much services. So mm -hmm. in this type of economy, I think you have to do get up here at the 50,000 to 50,000 foot level and look down and say, our economy is like a freight train that you can't stop because of the serious gap between employment and unemployment, as in very low unemployment. We're going to continue to have very low unemployment unless the Fed was going to just go cray cray, my favorite word this week, and raise rates you know, up to 10, 12 percent which they're mm -hmm. not going to do, Todd, because it's a presidential election, all right? right. So the people, you know, God bless some of the strategists out there that have just, you know, said, listen, we're going to be down 25%. Earnings in the S&P rose very little in the first quarter. However, earnings in many of the sectors of the S&P did quite well. So just saying the overall e EPS, well, Jeepers, uh, Todd, I believe that just seven companies make up 31% of the index of the S&P on a weighted average. It's mm -hmm. their earnings that make a difference. It really doesn't matter what Colgate Palmolive does. It really matters <laughs> what Apple does. It really matters, you know, what Google and, and so on and so forth. So, so we're in this sort of bifurcated market is that most of the earnings are going to come from the people who are making the best earnings. And some of the crappy earnings are going to stay of the companies that market cap is so small. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, well, Toby, I got to say, you're giving the audience so many great sound bites, that's for sure. So we're definitely going to be chopping this I'm the thing sound biter, Todd. Out. You know that. I'm you the are. sound biter. You definitely are. You definitely are. Okay, listen, let's stop it on that block because coming up after the break, Toby and I are going to really talk about the AI, which is something that we haven't talked about, actually, that as much as we had been. I know Toby's got several uh, commentary articles right now out on the Market Insiders all about it. So we're going to get his thoughts right after the break. Please stay with us. Buy, hold, sell, brought to you by Crosscheck Management. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube. In a world where secrets have consequences and lies can't be hidden forever, Immerse yourself in the gripping new thriller No Lie Lifts Forever by Todd M. Schoenberger. Join Wall Street hedge fund manager Travis Carmichael as he delves deeper into a web of corruption and conspiracy, finding himself entangled in a high-stakes game where souls are at stake, and trust is a luxury he can't afford. Critics and readers can't get enough of this heart-pounding page-turner, calling it a masterfully crafted suspense novel that will leave you breathless. No Lie Lives Forever is a masterfully crafted thriller that will leave you guessing until the very end. 
With its intricate plot twists and unforgettable characters, this is a must-read for fans of suspense and mystery. From the mind of acclaimed author Todd M. Schoenberger comes a novel that will challenge your perceptions and keep you turning the pages late into the night. Critics and readers alike can't get enough of No Lie Lives Forever. It's been hailed as a gripping roller coaster ride, a true page turner that will leave you breathless. Don't miss your chance to uncover the truth. Immerse yourself in the suspenseful world of No Lie Lives Forever by Todd M. Schoenberger. Available now on Amazon and at finer bookstores near you. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Welcome back to Buy, Hold, Sell. On today's job day, we actually saw the number come out actually below expectations, but still over 200,000, which with wage growth actually increasing four tenths of 1%, which was actually a little bit hotter than expected. Actually, it sent the market slower, though. On this holiday short and week, we had to dial down one and a half percent this week. S&P 500 was down six tenths of 1%, and the NASDAQ was down only three tenths of 1%, which obviously has been leading, uh, really been the, the octave and pushing this this bull market for for uh, forward, I am, but we are. Uh, we're, Easy we're, for we're you back. to say, Todd. Oh, I know. I am so twisted from all this stuff. Early? Are you hitting a no, little? No, 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 no. But I gotta say, well, I gotta say, Toby. You know, you are the AI king, and you know we have talked about artificial intelligence several times on buy, hold, sell, but e- including off air, we've been talking about it. Yeah. And I gotta say, I love it. I love using it. It has helped save a lot of time. That's for sure. But you have a book that's coming out about this, Toby. So I wanted to know, what should investors be thinking here in the third quarter? Because we're on the the precipice of a great earnings season, I believe, that starts next week with J.P. Morgan and Wells Fargo. But going forward, though, this AI story is going to continue, not just in the third quarter, but well beyond. What do you think for investors? What should they be thinking about with AI? I mean, again, up here at the 50,000 level, right now, when you use chat GPT, people keep saying B, I don't know why, chat GPT, right? (laughs) It's it's a lot of fun. It's cool, man. They they scrape a bunch of content off of websites and then the machine learning inside it, not artificial intelligence, machine learning, you know, uh, voice recognition. Gosh, Siri, how long have we had Siri? Siri is just chat GPT. It just doesn't have uh, 20 trillion pieces of, of data. What changed was that that NVIDIA H100 uh, GPU graphic processing unit can now do 30 trillion calculations per second. You know, we've had, we've, Incredible. Had, we've had artificial intelligence going for 50, 60 years for crying out loud, but it didn't have no 30 seconds, 30 trillion, uh, you know, calculations, right? So, so that's what sprungboard this right now. 
But, you know, there's actual artificial intelligence um, and and we're not there yet in a, in a mass way. But when you're investing, you always want to, in any of these 15-year tech stack transfers, you want to own the bricks and you want to own, excuse me, you want to own the picks and the shovels. Um, for instance, yeah, NVIDIA, but, you know, it's like Viagra Triangle here, you know, uh, if something goes up 300%, you don't really chase it, you let it come back. And that's what we're getting today, Todd. We're really getting the the, the AI-driven mania and people who participate in it, a lot of traders, a lot of algorithmic traders, which is sort of ironic, right? The, you know, they're taking profit. They're going, you know, the quarter's over, um, you know, they want to take profit, book that stuff. That's natural. The big guys are going to come back to support. But the but what's really important about AI is, is that, for instance, SMCI, you've never heard of it. When you buy an NVIDIA H100 uh, you know, chip stack for $35,000, wow. it goes into an SMCI uh, cradle and then goes into the whole data set. So you data center, when you, when you buy from SMCI, they're the largest uh, customer of uh, NVIDIA. And you can't, it doesn't matter if you have an NVIDIA big, big ass GPU, unless you have an SM, SMCI infrastructure, right? Okay. I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. I have a quick question for you. On NVIDIA, it's a stupid question, Toby. You're going <laughs> to laugh at me about this one. You're, I never laugh at you, laughing. Todd. Oh, uh, that's a big <laughs> lie. I can see my the nose. In, the in, NVIDIA chip, okay, and with this SMCI, is the NVIDIA chip, chip only available on ChatGPT right now? No, no. I, I mean, it's 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 in e everything. The data centers, the Amazon data center, the Microsoft data center, the Google data center, and the Oracle data center. By the way, Oracle has a okay. special deal. And that would be the second stock I would talk about. Oracle, people don't quite realize, has their own NVIDIA system. They were the largest buyer of, of NVIDIA after uh, Microsoft. Oracle has a very slick, fast, easy way to start building these large language models. Because again, these are new words to everybody. And, and it's, you know, you, there's this learning curve that happens. It's called Amara's Law, A-M-A-R-A. Uh, he's a, a professor of technology and other stuff for years. But he said, at the beginning, people overestimate. And we saw that with cell phones. We saw that with, you know, Netscape, with the web. And then after a while, they underestimate what the change is. And when you underestimate, and that's basically people have said, okay, I've had enough. I don't want to hear the word AI anymore. That's going to be a great time to acquire these leading companies because it's mostly software driven and or hardware driven. And the profits in those sectors of the, of the world are the highest profit sectors, number one. Number two, every company, you know, there's a, a service that records what people say on, on, on uh, earnings calls, right? In the last earning calls, the word AI was mentioned 720,000 times. The same time last year, it was it was it was mentioned like 2200 times, right? So every <laughs> business, every public company knows if they don't have, aren't executing an AI strategy, then they're going to get a discount. And the third big issue is is that there's no question. I mean, we have a company that we own, it actually owns an operating system for AI. It also uh, owns a programming language. And they, they sell a service now that is just rolling out to the logistics business. I've talked about it before, logistics. I didn't know logistics was 9% of the U.S. economy, Todd. I had, I had no idea, right? Yeah, right. I, thought, I thought that stuff just magically appeared. Um, <laughs> and uh, But they were able to increase their productivity for the people, the pickers, they call it. How, how would you like to go? What's your job? I'm a picker. Okay. I know, I know. Yeah. I'm thinking nose picker when you Yeah, I know some nose picker, right? <laughs> but... Um, uh, it's the world's worst job. They usually last yeah. about a year. They, it takes two months to figure out where the hell all the stuff is. 
and then they quit because they just can't stand, right? Yeah. Using this Wayfinder technology, they were able to increase their productivity 35% per hour. And labor, by the way, in the logistics business is not shockingly the hard, largest you know, cost factor. Um, and then secondarily, they were able to keep employees. They didn't quit nearly. They cut you know, the quit rate like 75%. When you see stuff like that in 9% of our economy, you're going to see productivity go up, which means earnings per share are going to go up. And it means that everybody else in the freaking logistic business is going to have to get on that system. Otherwise, they're going to be put out of business. That's the type of productivity we're seeing with artificial intelligence applied to very specific issues. And so it's it's got one only one way to go, but up in terms of utilization, that doesn't mean you're going to pay 250 times NVIDIA's earnings for the next six months for value. But yeah, but we're buying the pullbacks when they pull back to the normal, you know, valuation. But all these stocks are like, you know, going this way. Then you have the small cap guys. Today it was small cap AI. If you look at our index of AI stocks, our our small cap index was up 14% today in AI while the whole market was down. So the market is also looking for stories underneath the, you know, the the big guys because you have to understand that just like a Electricity changed the industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think people forget that that it, it wasn't until in some cases in the 1950s that you had electricity all the way through the United States, by the way. So we're in that same mode where artificial intelligence, I, I love that Fry's came out today. They also said artificial intelligence like 25 times. It's a supermarket, okay? I get it, but you know, come on, man. If you got right. rid of those nasty checkers who are ticked off every time I go in there, I'm all about that. But, but every industry is going to have to do this, including colleges, Todd, which I know you're so excited to pay those tuitions for your two sons. Oh, too. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they're going to have to adapt. So everyone's going to have to adapt. But just remember, yeah. folks, chat GPT is a 30 trillion record uh, data lake that there's uh, upfront uh, programming that allows you to ask these questions and get that in three to five seconds. But that's not artificial intelligence. That's just, that's just, excuse me, that's just machine learning or algorithm learning. And we, you know, you have that on your cell phone. So, okay, then it sounds like there's some great things uh, that are in the pipeline no question. regarding AI. When time frame, you know, just give it, give the audience an idea. When will we, will we be, when will we start seeing some of these tools? being uh, well, introduced we, you're, to the You're public. starting to see them now. So let's, let's look you know, at other players here. You can't have artificial intelligence unless you have a big lake of data, right? So snowflake.com, you, everybody's heard of Snowflake by now. They're one of the largest players for these data lakes. That data lake is where you put the large language model in. Then you need some software to actually, uh, uh, you know, essentially structure that data. Then you're going to have your phone uh, and uh, another company that we have followed has a, a system called GIA, which is General Information Agent. And it's going to take your personal data and take bring it all in, structure it, and then be able to answer, okay, how much did I pay Todd last week for not telling bad stories about myself? Okay. All right. We'll take him off the list then. Uh, how much <laughs> am I spending on you know all my insurance products? And can you shop for me with Allstate and Geico and all the other crazy people who do those funny ads? I love the AAA now with making fun of those ads. Have you seen that? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you can save me you know, more than 10%, do it. You'll be able to do that on your phone with your voice or text it in. That's, that's incredible. And that's where the big productivity deals are coming. And that's where the business models are going to change 
Um, because if I can just cancel uh, Geico and go to you know uh, uh, Progressive and do it in you know 15 seconds, Geico is going to need to be able to defend to that. They're going to have to be able to you know they're going to have to be reading everybody else, and that makes costs go down and it makes mm -hmm. profits go up for the people who are winning the AI integration war. So it's it's much more about businesses, governments integrating real artificial intelligence. Because remember, real artificial intelligence is not talking to ChatGPT. Real art artificial intelligence mimics how our mind works, how our brain works, and it will figure stuff out. And we're not there yet, Todd. We're not at that point, but that is coming rapidly. And then my, my other favorite one is, I have a friend who owns a Chick-fil-A uh, franchises out here. Boy, I wish I owned Chick-fil-A freaking franchises, right? <laughs> Even though they're closed on Sunday, man, they're making stupid money. Well, they, they, he found out um, recently that there's like one store they're selling the heck out of their spicy big $5 sandwich. Um, okay. And they finally found out it was a it was a young woman who worked the counter who was just good at selling it, right? And that one store is making 25% better profits than all those other 75 stores. And I said, well, you know, with the new... A service that we recommend and are endorsing, you would have known about that a year ago. Could you know it in real time? I said, Tommy, how much that would have made you? That would have made me a million and a half dollars more. Wow. That's just one you know, example. So mm -hmm. when you multiply that over so many different industries, um, you're going to see higher earnings because of higher productivity, which means their stocks are going to go up in value, all things being relative. And I'll just end it with this. I just did a research thing because I couldn't remember exactly, even as old as I am, what is the average 10-year bond rate going to be? Or has it been you know, over the last 50 years? And the answer is 4.5%. So the fact that the Fed has raised rates and the 10-year bond rate is now 5%, that is not draconian at all. So again, that's why we're buying the dips here because the Fed can't go all Volcker. And, mm -hmm. and four, our economy has done great with 4.5%. We just happen to have free money for... 11 years, the zero mm -hmm. rates. So we're getting back to normal. The companies that are the most uh, productive that sell at the highest gross margins are mostly technology companies. Um, and uh, so that's why we're buying the dips. And by the way, a person can just buy the TQQQ, which is a leverage, QQQ, two times leverage. You buy that on the dips, you're going to do twice as well as the QQQ, which is up 35% so far this year. That's my simple answer. I have people, I just say, when it, when you see the NASDAQ come down, you know, it'll do usually like this. It'll be like a week or so. At the end of the week, add some TQQQ, and then don't look at it for about five years. Because yeah, honestly, yeah. That, the AI march is, is rapidly going to change all the business models of almost every industry out there. Well, that's great advice, Toby. I mean, you've always been the tech expert, just going back to our Fox News days. You've always were on, on air really beating that drum about technology and the evolution of it. So this is great. I, I can't wait to see what's next. And um, and that, that's great advice also. Yeah, buy on the dips, buy the TQQQ. Yeah, and by the way, you know, as you know, we it. weren't buying on the dips last year. Last year was a whole different environment. Right. This environment, we're at the end of the Fed rate hike. They can't go, oh, you know, another reason why they can't go higher, Todd? In 1982, when I was slinging bonds to pensions at 14%, 10-year bonds, right? Yeah, Putin, right? In uh, in not if no, Peter Peabody, you jackass. Anyway, um, the the country as a whole, the federal government had two hundred and twenty four billion dollars of debt. Today, the country has thirty two point five trillion dollars of debt, a and a bit more. And the debt service uh, has grown from two percent 
to now about seven and a half and eight percent of the entire federal budget. And and when you say debt service to the federal government, that's just paying the interest. They're not yeah. paying the money back. They're just reissuing new bonds at a, at a much higher rate. And so that's why the other reason why the dirty little secret here is, is the Fed can't raise rates much more, even if they'd like to, because we would then get in a situation where the federal deficit would accelerate, if you can believe it, and our interest payments would be larger than, you know, five of the other largest countries in the world. So, you know, let's be real. Yeah, you got that right. Well, I know every day on the Buy, Hold, Sell Twitter account, we put out what's coming up and always you, you see four out of the five days, you see that listing of what the notes are that are coming out, the bills, all the treasury securities are coming yeah. out and it's billions of dollars every single day. Oh yeah, so it's, you it's are hundreds right. of billions yeah. of dollars. 90, it's $90 billion yeah. a month just of letting that stuff go. And we don't even yeah. know, I mean, that's a whole nother show, but we don't even know what happens when you when you take $90 billion out of the, uh, the monetary, uh, the yeah. liquidity. Um, but that's for another show, Todd. That's another show. We'll do that again. And we will talk about that the next time. So listen, to check out Toby's writings, go to tobinsmith.io. Uh, he's also at true, truemarketinsiders.com. Check that out as yeah. well. You definitely want to sign up for all of Toby's commentary. Uh, he obviously provides uh, invaluable information. So, man, I'm on threads now, man. I'm totally Threads. Cool. I know. We got to put that out. Our social connections. Yeah. You're on threads. I'm on threads. Boy, how awesome is it? We have 70 million of our best friends that are on there as well. Exactly. In like five decades. <laughs> All right, brother. I got to roll. All right. So on behalf of Nova Smith, I am Ian Pottenberger. Thank you again for joining us today on My Hope Self. We'll catch you next time. Take care. Buy, hold, sell, brought to you by Crosscheck Management. I want you to smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission, that through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.